ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. Thank you for joining me wherever you are joining me. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. If you're joining me on the YouTube channel, like, subscribe, 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 subscribe. If you're joining me on Facebook, make sure that you like the page. I really do appreciate all of the patronage and everything you guys do out there. The first round of the playoffs came to an end last night. It came to an end rather quickly and um, essentially brought to an end one of the most boring first weekends of the NFL season. Not a lot of competitive games outside of the um, San Francisco 49ers Dallas Cowboy game which was poorly played and poorly coached um yeah it was one of those games where I I don't I don't necessarily have questions I I have answers to questions that people had asked for a long time but the one person I'm really just excited for I'm really ecstatic for is Odell Beckham Jr. See, there's this weird thing that happens when certain players leave, especially charismatic um, players who don't necessarily subscribe to the conventions of the way in which you're supposed to act as an NFL player. Um, You're not supposed to, the, the, the people who don't just say, put their hat in their, in their hand and put it next to their chest and go, oh, sir, Thank you for giving me this opportunity. I understand that playing in the NFL is a is a privilege and not a right. Like those guys, guys who know that they belong, guys who understand their worth, understand their value, and don't um, necessarily feel good about letting other people tell them that their value has somehow diminished. But that's what a lot of you out there did to Odell Beckham Jr., a lot of you out there, you know, came out and you were like, well, you know, Odell Beckham is done. When was the last time Odell Beckham was an elite wide receiver? Odell Beckham um, isn't a number one wide receiver anymore. And Odell Beckham is this and Odell Beckham is that. And all I heard was people downplay Odell Beckham. And I've talked about this a little bit before, but I like to go into a little more in depth with it. When Odell Beckham arrived in Cleveland, he did so not because of Baker Mayfield. He did so because he wanted to play with his friend, his good friend that he played with in Louisiana at LSU. He... Excuse me. He rightfully so thought that if you put him, a dynamic player who can stretch the field but also catch stuff short and take it the distance, if you put him with another receiver who was more of a possession guy, that you would have a dynamic duo that would be really hard to defeat. That's what he believed. 
And to his credit, he wasn't necessarily wrong. The problem wasn't that he, the problem wasn't that he didn't understand. It was that Baker Mayfield and and probably to a more um, indicting thing, the coaching staff didn't understand. So he went there thinking that he was going to get the opportunity to shine. He was going to get the opportunity. Hey, all of you are telling us that this young quarterback that they have here that you spent the first round draft pick on is the bee's knees. That this guy is the man. Like, shout out to Paxton Gerhardt. Thank you for joining me, Paxton. Um, You told me that this guy who's the first overall pick was supposed to be really, really good. And so... If you're adding me, Odell Beckham, then that should make this guy even better. And yet, that didn't happen. Despite a horrible first year by Odell Beckham standards, he still managed to catch 74 balls. He still managed to to go for over a thousand yards. But he only had four touchdowns and he only had three rushing touchdowns. That was a fall off from the year before in New York where he had a down year for Odell and he and he and he caught six touchdowns and rushed for five touchdowns. So he had had a diminishing return. But being Odell, you, you got to believe that he's gonna be able to turn that around, right? Now you've gotta be able to believe that he's gonna be able to figure out what to do. Not rushing touchdowns, I'm sorry. Um, That wasn't rushing touchdowns that he had. Um, So the next year with, you know, with Baker Mayfield and in this offense, He plays in seven games, and it's not going well as far as targets. Through seven games, he only has 43 targets. Through seven games, he only has 23 receptions. Now, in those 23 receptions, he's still being Odell because he's averaging 14 yards a catch. And he's still being Odell because he already has three touchdowns one off his number from the year before. Then he gets hurt. He gets injured. He's out for the season, doing something to help the team, blocking, trying to block to help the team. He injures himself for the season. And then Cleveland, who adjusted their game plan to be more run-oriented starts to have success. They took the responsibility away from Baker Mayfield and put it on the run game, and they started to have success. Well, that's what's supposed to happen, right? That's how how it's supposed to go. You have a quarterback, he struggled. Okay, what's the strength of our team? 
Let's put that together and see if we see some success and the Browns saw success. But in, but in seeing that success, a weird thing happened. People started saying, well, man, is this team better without Odell? Oh, well, you know, Baker Mayfield was better without Odell. Now he's not trying to force the ball to Odell. Now he's not trying to actively just push the ball to Odell. But if you look at the targets, the targets don't say that he's forcing the ball to Odell. He was on pace for his lowest targeted season ever. So how can it be him forcing the ball to Odell being something of a detriment? Okay. So Odell sits there all off season and, and the rest of the season, and here's his name drug through the mud. Oh, you know, Odell, he just doesn't run the routes the way that they're supposed to be run. He kind of freestyles. All of the all of the typical things that they do when you're a personality. Well, you know, he cares about highlights more than he cares about, about making plays. He cares about the highlight play. And so he's always trying to do something extra. Now, unlike a lot of these young kids out here who try to emulate Odell, Odell Beckham practices every single catch you see him make in the game. All of those one-hand catches, all of those, he practices all of that stuff. So you should be giving him license to do whatever he feels he needs to do in order to get the ball because you see him practice it on a daily basis. Why do we not get mad when Steph Curry shoots threes from the volleyball lines on the on the on the basketball court or from the circle? Because we know that he's practiced that and he's going to hit them. Well, that's the same thing with Odell. Why do we don't mind, why do we not mind when he goes up and tries to catch balls with one hand? Because he practices it and he's most likely going to catch it. But they use that as a way to discredit him. In the offseason, he sat and he listened and he rehabbed. Comes back in next year off of an, off of an injury. And going into this season, clearly had something to prove. Came out the gate strong in week three. Five catches for 77 yards. No touchdowns. Next week, two receptions, 27 yards, but seven targets. So you can't be mad trying to get him the ball. Then three targets for two yards. Eight targets, five yards, 79 yards. Five receptions, 79 yards. Six targets, two receptions, 23 yards. Then one reception, one target, six yards. Now in this time, no touchdowns. People are killing Odell, not Baker Mayfield. They're blaming Odell, not Baker Mayfield. And so as they blame Odell, and not Baker Mayfield, we sit back and we try to understand exactly why they're blaming Odell 
and not Baker Mayfield? Well, because they like Baker Mayfield. And Baker Mayfield is on commercials. And Baker Mayfield is the quarterback. So let's blame Odell because it's easy. He's an easy target. Right? Through that time, not one touchdown. So they trade Odell. Well, let me rewind. Odell's, somebody came out with a video of all the time Odell is wide open and Baker Mayfield does not hit him. Many people believe it was probably Odell who then fed the video to somebody else, maybe Odell's father, who then released it. I don't really particularly care. I know that those videos can be misleading because Odell may not even have been the the primary person on that play. He may not have been the second read on that play. Now, I will say that if you have Odell Beckham and he's not the first or second read in a play design, then you probably have a terrible play design. That's where coaching comes in at. Because see, there's so many times that they show things of Baker and Odell and and they make it seem as if Odell was wrong, but this video exposed a lot. Odell Beckham running wide open, yet not being thrown to. So if you're talking about, so if you're talking about Odell and you're talking about what Odell brings to the table, but you're not giving Odell the ball, then it's kind of hard for me to understand what the beef is. It's Odell. You brought Odell there to get Odell the ball. So if you don't get Odell the ball, there's going to be an issue. That's how these things work. That's how it always has worked. If you have a a quarterback, you're going to let him throw it, right? Well, if you have an elite level receiver, if you have an elite level receiver, then you're going to acquiesce in the same way. Well, he's an elite level receiver. So why would we not expect for him to want the ball? Then they start saying, oh, well, he didn't show up. He just decided not to come to practice. When we find out, no, they told him to stay away. And then they hold him hostage like they try to do to all receivers. Week 11, we don't hear from him. And then they trade him. They trade him to the Rams. And legitimately, within a week, after that first game, within a week, 10 targets, five receptions, 81 yards, and his first touchdown of the year. For the season, he ends up catching five touchdowns, more touchdowns than he caught in each of his first two seasons with the Browns. He did that in six games. Five touchdowns in six games. Then, in the playoffs, he not only catches four passes for 54 yards and a touchdown, 
But then he throws a frozen rope. Throws a frozen rope. Why? Because he's Odell Beckham. You don't have to just, you know, throw him the ball. You can hand him the ball. You can let him throw the ball. He's dynamic, and he's a dynamic playmaker. Odell Beckham will go down as the biggest disappointment of Baker Mayfield. Because the biggest indictment on Baker Mayfield is not the fact that he doesn't make all of these plays and he's not what people believe him to be. The biggest disappointment of Baker Mayfield is that you just have to be a competent quarterback to get the ball to Odell Beckham Jr. And let him cook. Let Odell make you look better than what you really are. And yet, with that level of talent out there on the field, Baker Mayfield was unable to get the ball into the hands of that guy. That offense, which is supposed to have been good, that's why the guy got the job, had failed to get that guy, that level of talent, the ball. And what did that signal to every other wide receiver who likes to get the ball? I ain't really feeling playing with Odell. I mean, I'm not really feeling playing with Baker Mayfield. This is damaging. Every time we, I remember there was a guy on Twitter that was trying to like troll me. He was like, yeah, you know, um, the Browns won after Odell was, was, was inactive. And they were like, oh yeah, you know, how many how many touchdowns does Odell have? Or or there's a, a a win without Odell, and then the rest of the weeks he was quiet because the Browns stopped winning. And I and I may have jabbed at him once or twice after that, but I didn't keep on because he understood he was an idiot, and there was no reason to keep on harping on his 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 ridiculousness. After somebody shows you they're an idiot, let him live. But this is going to be a major indictment on what ba- who Baker Mayfield is as a quarterback, not as a personality. Like, I don't really need to get into all that. I don't care how many commercials he has. It doesn't bother me. As long as you perform on the field. I'm very consistent in this. As long as what you're doing equals W's, then I'm down for it. But until you're in a situation where what you're doing equals W's, I'm going to need you to be quiet. That is not the case. That is not what we're dealing with. And Baker Mayfield now not only has to get his his career back on track, but he's going to have to prove, he's going to have to prove that he can coexist with receivers who have high demands who have high standards, who who are dynamic playmakers with the ball in their hand, not just a bunch of two and three wide receivers. Not just a bunch of dudes who are happy to be in the NFL and will put their hat in their hand and go, oh, I'm so thankful. Because that's not the real world. The real world, when you get an Odell Beckham, you hold on. 
because he's dynamic. And if you put him in the right situation, you got a chance to win big. Baker Mayfield failed. The Browns front office failed. And most importantly, the Browns coaching staff failed to use him properly. And thankfully for us, we no longer have to watch him there. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. We do this thing Monday through Friday. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree. But whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. If you're joining me on the YouTube channel, you know what to do. Until next time, peace.